take us out to the ball game i'm actually happy it's baseball for once my team doesn't suck but if miguel gets hurt then we're crap out of luck and we pray 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 for degrom if his elbow is hurt it's a shame because if he's not here by the end of the year the dodgers will beat us again wow <laughs> Brought a tear in my eye, man. Bravo. Welcome to Downtown Sports. I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. This is my co-host, the Beast of the East, Jonathan Periente. And it's a brand new day in Queens, ladies and gentlemen. It is a brand new day. For once, the season isn't over. It's not a family guy skit anymore. This team Opening is actually day serious. And first pitch. And, the, and the year is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get started with our first MLB top 10. Uh, and it, it, this is the what our uh, researcher, Tony Mainville, thought was the best top 10 before the season started. So okay. regardless of what's going on right now, because it's the first two games, who cares? I'm just elated that we won on opening day and then we won the next game too. Like, hey. holy crap, that never happens. You, The Mets always win on opening day. That, that, yeah, that's their thing. Do. All right, well. But then they lose everything else afterwards. Well, not anymore. A good start. Well, that's a good start. Yanks are 2-0 and as well, just as the Mets are. Yanks took yes. their first two games. So all is good. The road the to the Subway Series starts now. Ah, uh, the day these two teams match up will be a special day. I can assure I'm you about the World Series, not the little BS thing they do in the uh, regular year. Oh, wait till you see what next year is going to look like when baseball has everybody play everybody throughout the whole year, including in the National League. And you go to every single stadium. You know what? I actually honestly think that's a better way of doing things. Yeah. All the so they're going to So next year, baseball is going to do away with playing 19 times against your own division each time. They're doing away with that next year. I like that. And I'll tell you why. If you're going to have the DH in both leagues, look, I don't like it. Like I said, spilled milk. Got to stop crying. Have we hit the timer yet? About to do it right now. OK, we need to get started on this MLB top 10. Let's do but it. Here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to we're, we're going to put up our MLB top 10 and then I'm going to find where these teams are in the uh, preseason MLB's preseason ranking. So we're going to compare ranks. ours. With theirs, I mean, MLB.com is pretty much as official as you can get. Oh, right? absolutely. 100%. 100%. Okay. So I'm sure, I'm sure these lists, both of them, will be relatively similar, make sense. You know, I, I, I can't imagine MLB.com being completely ridiculous. All right. Let's begin with number 10. Okay. Who do we have? The St. Louis Cardinals are number 10 on the top 10. All right. Great. Okay. I can't be upset with that. No, I can't. Now, now, where are they in this? So they're not top five. They're thirteenth. Thirteen, huh? That's an interesting spot. If you're the Cardinals, I mean, I figured the Cardinals have had a little power in that lineup. You know, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Yadier Molina. Yeah. 
I mean, I figured that would be, and you got Albert. They're Pujols like, back you now. know what the Cardinals uh, are? They're that weed in the front of your house that just doesn't go away no matter what you do to it. The they Cardinals. could lose players, lose pitchers, have stars leave. No one come back. And, and they still find a way. They still find a way. They get themselves in the playoffs every year somehow. They somehow just hang and, around. Oh, yeah. I have a question. Uh, have you heard of their new DH? You know, kind of, kind of a, you know. Oh, yeah, he's back. Radar guy, you know, he's back. Not really all that important. Albert Pujols. King Albert is back. Yeah, King Albert's back in St. Louis. Back where it all began. So, 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 so far, well, three spots below isn't so bad. Well, who's number nine? Uh, Number nine. Let's have a look. It is. Oh, well, I just don't believe it. It's the Boston Red Sox at number nine. Okay. That's an interesting spot for the Red Sox to be. Uh, That's very actually interesting. I mean, look, I honestly think the I honestly think uh, the uh, AL East houses four of the top ten teams in baseball. Oh, it's the most <laughs> I stacked. mean, I think it's the most stacked division. Well, I, I, well actually, teams. three of the most top ten teams in baseball. I don't consider the Yankees there. But. Well, well, the Red Sox are number nine on the top ten as far as in the power rankings. Okay, let's see where did they have them? Eleven. Okay, 11. that's not so far off. That's not so far off. Well, this is a Red Sox team that I just don't contact hitting. Hold on. I really just took a good look at. What? What? Hold on. Where were the Red Sox? Why are they 11? I I, no, I, I can. I, I don't know. I'm a little iffy on that. No, one because, no, yeah, the Red no Sox I'm, I'm look. I just caught a glimpse of the rest of this. I, I, I the, the league needs to explain themselves. Keep going on our list because I, yeah. I, I don't think you want to look at this. They, they, this well, is this should be censored. No, like number, children under eight, number eight, not be able to look at this. Number eight on the top 10 are the Yankees. Hmm. On the top 10, the Yankees are eight. That's a very interesting spot considering. I'll that give, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Tony the is the rate. Yankees at eight, which I would. Yeah, uh, on, the sort of power rankings, on the power rankings, the Yankees are the sixth, sixth best six. Hmm. They're sixth. Yeah, well, They're you know, the Yankees sixth. have power. They hit home runs. I mean, they uh, can't pitch. Did you listen to Susan Waldman and John Sterling say three plus innings and a home run was a, was a successful debut for Severino? No, I. I listened to that. I mean, by the way, I love those two. And I'm sure they really mean every word of that. But the fact that they mean every word of that is frightening. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, well, understand all the spring training got delayed. Every all all teams are in the same boat with the starting pitching. They're on uh, 75 to 80 pitch count right now. Have to build themselves up. So it's going to be about a third into the season before you finally start seeing the starters go a hundred pitches and give you about seven innings or whatever, a start. We're not going to see quality starts for about a month. So be ready for that. That's just what's going to happen. Let's keep moving up team. That's number seven on the top 10. Another rival in the AL East, the Rays. Hmm. Now, why are the Rays on the top 10 rank seven? But on the power rankings, well, they're five. They're and five. They're ahead of the Yankees. Why? Well, I agree with that. <laughs> Why? 
I agree. They should be ahead of the Yankees. I don't know because they've been consistent every single year. Their farm system continues to produce pitcher after pitcher and player after player. They replenish their losses. Players become stars in that team. And it doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter, you know, who you got around. The Rays just operate themselves. They really do. And here's the first big one. They got rid of Austin Meadows before the season began. He went to the Tigers in a trade. And people are wondering, why would the Rays give up Meadows? He was a very important piece of their lineup. But they're going to build their team around that youngster, Wander Franco. They're building that team around him. And uh, Randy Rosarina. Yeah. Wander Franco is going to be the focal piece of that entire lineup. The fact that he signed an over, like what, a 12-year contract mm-hmm. at $300-plus million. I mean, mm-hmm. goodness. Shows how much they think of him. I mean, Let's, look, this team is uh, this team is stacked and ready to roll. Next, right. number six, we finally go to the National League again. The Mets are number six on the top ten. Okay, and here is where this list and whoever created it need uh, the Mets are twelfth in the hmm. power ranking. Twelve. Twelve. Huh? Hmm. Wonder why. Twelve. Why they have one of the most professional lineups in the game. They hands down have the best starting rotation in baseball. Yes. Like that can't be questioned. Yes. Look, and and this was before you knew that McGill could throw 100 miles an hour too. Which is incredible. I never saw McGill throw that hard in my life. 96 was where he topped out. He was good. I told everybody he was good. I said, everybody, watch this kid. He's going to be something special. And by the way, Carrasco hasn't even pitched yet. Yeah. So they, uh, they have Carrasco. They got McGill. They got Scherzer Bassett, who's pitching back. today. Bassett's pitching well. Scherzer came off that good start the other night. Yes. And McGill had, was very solid on opening day. Yes. And this is without DeGrom. Yeah. This is without DeGrom. Exactly. So why are they 12th? They should be more like, well, sixth or fifth, which is where I'd put them right now. Well, you know, people were not sure. Maybe, you know, maybe injuries are going to happen. Maybe Pete Alonso's not going to have the year he should have. Maybe uh, Lindor's not going to produce. Who knows? Next, because okay. if you see some of these teams that are on the... the, 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 the I, I, uh, yeah, number five Next. on the top ten is the Houston Astros. Number five, Astros. And on the rankings for power... They have them at seven. At seven. Below the Yankees, which okay. is ridiculous to me. Well, the Astros did get a little bit weaker this year. Okay. They did get a little weaker. They lost Correa. It's a big bat in their lineup gone. But they have a ton of big bats and they always seem to replace they them and they always seem they to do. just win. Like, who's do. stopping the Astros? Well, look at how much the AL West has changed as well. Look how weak the Oakland A's got. Oakland A's gave up almost their entire team, basically. The last yes. game, Sean Manaya. It's rebuild time. I mean, yeah. and are the Angels are not, and the Angels aren't like, I don't know what's going well, on. Well, the with Angels that, huh? have some expectations as well. I mean, they got Cindergaard, you know, Otani coming back, Trout back. You know, their window's <laughs> not going to be open for much longer if you're an Angels fan. They never had a window. They've been subpar for a very long time. They They wasted Mike Trout's career. No, it really did. Oh, well, Mike Trout didn't have to accept the contract that he did to stay. He could have left. Well, he, he wanted want to. to win it in L.A. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted. 
unfortunately, that organization seems to be cursed. They really need uh, those angels to actually show up. They need Christopher Lloyd and angel wings to fly down from heaven to help them. Well, as he said, no one's coming. Championships have to be won on their own. As exactly. he said, angels in the outfield. Exactly. Let's keep going. The number four team on the top 10. All right. The last big one in the East for the American League. It's the Toronto Blue Jays. And rightfully so. The Blue Jays are one of the best up-and-coming teams in the American League East. And I think this could be the year the Blue Jays are going to take over the East. If well, things go the way they're supposed to. MLB thinks they're the second best team in baseball. Well, have you seen have you seen that Blue Jays lineup? Have you seen one of the more a more complete lineup? Than the Blue oh, Jays. By the way, according to MLB.com, they're the third best rotation in the American League as well. Even though they, I'm sorry, no, 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 MLB. I'm sorry. The whole, the, uh, out of all the baseball, did they just trade Robbie Ray, who was their ace at the time? They traded him, and what they got? Yusei Kikuchi, uh, uh, Hunjin Ryu. Eh, you got Barrios. Eh, okay, he stunk up the joint and. Last I, I don't know how, but somehow uh, MLB.com ranks. Toronto Blue Jays as the third best their, in baseball. Their lineup is scary. If you haven't seen it, their lineup is scary. That is that's what um that's what the Padres thought they were getting in Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. and the yeah. rest of those guys they have in that team. Right now the Padres don't have Tatis Jr. He's out for about until at least June. All right, Manny Machado, earn your three hundred million dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's keep it going. Let's go to number three. So the Chicago White Sox. Well, the White Sox had a very nice season last year, and they have, again, like the Blue Jays, have a proficiently strong lineup. They can so hit, this, they can pitch. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. This is the one time where the power rankings agreed with our top 10. Okay. The uh, one yes. time so far. Yep. The White Sox are three on the top 10. Here's the thing. No Lance Lynn, though, is going to give them some trouble, especially with the Twins team. Yep. That I'm surprised didn't hit this top ten. Um, look, I know the zero and two start, but give them you some know time. A lot of those guys, a lot of those guys, uh, need to get their legs stretched out. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's worse for the White Sox now? Giolito's on the IL following his last outing. He got, he left after four innings pitching well, and he got hurt. So I so now no Giolito. No, no Lynn. Lynn. It's all yeah. Dylan Cease now. No, Dylan Cease pitched well today. Pitched pretty solidly today. He has to. He's got to be the damn ace. Otherwise, yeah, you basically have and then a Kopech, uh, and then and then who's the other guy? Kopech that needs to uh, he came out of the bullpen. So now he's going to be a starter. So, yeah. How good is he going to be? He got hurt pitching out of the rotation uh, in the very beginning of his career. So this is going to be a very interesting move as well. How will they manage him? It's going to be very key. But Tony La Russa, so Tony La Russa knows what he's doing. Let's give Tony La Russa the benefit of the doubt. We've seen him. We've seen him uh, fix teams. We've seen him do it. All right, next. Yep. We go to number two on the top 10. It's the defending World Series champions, the Atlanta Braves. Number two on the top 10. Now, where are the Braves in the MLB power rankings? They are only eighth. Eighth. Hmm. Eighth. Well, the Braves did get a little weaker this offseason. Obviously, the big one, no Freddie Freeman. Well, they're going to get Soroka back and they're going to get Acuna Jr. back and yes. by the way they signed Matt Olsen yeah they did sign Matt Olsen that was a very nice addition for them 
You still have Ozzy Albies in that lineup who can hit. You have Travis Darno. You still have you still have threats. And in now that Darno lineup. can be a DH. You don't have to catch. Yeah. And again, the Braves. That was the worst thing was was putting Travis Darno behind the plate because it was it was terrible to watch. And now you have Kenley Jansen closing your games. Now, now you have Kenley Jansen as your closer. The Braves are stacked too. I mean, yeah. the NL East they is always find be, a way, uh, don't they? NL East is going to be a fight. That is going to be a fight. You have Max Freed who can anchor that rotation right now. You don't even have Soroka. You have Max Freed who can anchor the rotation. And do you know what pisses me off as a Met fan? You ready for this? And you have Charlie every, Morton. Every time the Mets are good, the Braves are the team that are in the way. Yeah. And it makes well, me sick. Well, don't blame the Braves for having one of the top farm systems in the entire league, and they always seem to find pieces. They they, they bring up talent, hey, look, and they produce their right Their numbers are public. We read their numbers. We could see what they spend. We could see what they do. It, it's all right there in black and white. They do things the right way. And that's just it. Atlanta has done things the right way since the 90s. Yeah. Can't deny it. Look, Atlanta's going to be a threat in that National East, and they're going to stay a threat as long as they but keep eighth? the team that they have. Well, Unreal. you know, the numbers might be a little down. The numbers might be a little down this year. Yeah, they still have the pieces there, but no Freeman, I think, is going to be a significant loss for this team. And I think uh, both the power ranking and us should have the Dodgers at number one, right? And the Dodgers are indeed on the top 10, number one, and on the and power they rankings, be. And number they be, but... one. They are number yeah. one on the power rank. Yep. Now I'm going to go through the teams that we didn't mention that Please. made the power rankings top 10. Are we ready for this? Please. Somehow, some way. I don't know what crack people are using. They have the Brewers, the fourth best team in baseball. On the power ranks. On the power ranks, MLB. Well, the Fourth Brewers best. are always a threat in that central. The Brewers have always found a I'm way. S- no. <laughs> as long as you have Corbin Burns anchoring that rotation, you have Josh Hader in the back of the bullpen. You still have Yelich in that lineup who can hit. It's scary. For the last two years, Yelich, his, his batting average has dropped from 327. Didn't help that he had injured. Didn't help he was hurt last. Didn't help that he was hurt last. Three sixty. His slugging went down almost three hundred points. Well, His probably didn't help that he was nice. hurt last 70. year. Seventy. He was also hurt quite a bit last year. You know, it doesn't help that he was injured and he was coming off some injuries. Right. Also. I understand. And then, oh yeah, other teams. Uh, the Giants is the ninth best team. Well, in, Giants. Uh, so. No, the Padres are the tenth best team. By the way, they have the Red Sox 11th, Mets 12th, Cardinals 13th. They have the Phillies at 15th, the mm. Twins at 16th. Mm. That's very – the Twins in particular is, is That's weird. shocking. Yeah. That is just shocking. Even after all the additions they made to their lineup, including getting Carlos Correa. Urshela, yes. Urshela. Gary Sanchez, yes. Sano, yes. Correa, yes. Yeah. Buxton is in the lineup, yes. They got pieces there. Yeah, they have some hitting in that lineup. They've they rebuilt do. a Bomba squad. Considering how scary that is. Uh, we remember those days of the Bomba squad, right? Imagine Gary Sanchez without 8 million cameras up his ass every five minutes. Hmm. And with the media yelling at him, the fans in Minnesota would appreciate Gary Sanchez because he's the best catcher that ever hit on that team. Well, he's got to be the best offensive catcher they've ever seen. 
That's going to be one of their top DHs. Well, you better hope he doesn't get hurt. You better, you better hope that he's not, you better hope that he's not showing any signs of what he had with the Yankees, where he uh, was letting wild pitches get away from him. He would strike out in terrible spots. I think he's going to be a DH in Minnesota. Well, considering Jeffers is their main catcher right now, I would have to say yes. But I will not deny this about Gary. One thing he had was power. He always had power in that lineup, and you never want to make a mistake to him. And the other thing, and he could throw base runners out. Everybody said this work ethic. No, no matter what he did on the field, and sometimes how bad it looked, the one thing nobody ever said about him was he had a bad work ethic. In fact, they said he was the first to show up, last to leave felt that he had to be the star of the team and that's what he was supposed to be. Wow. And he did everything he had to do, except it just didn't translate here. Mm. Well, I'm going to be very curious to see how big a role Gary Sanchez will play on this Twins team. And I'm sure when the Yankees do have to play the Twins, and it's going to be soon, we know it's coming, That we're not going to – you don't think Gary Sanchez ain't going to be in the lineup for that? You don't think the Twins are going to make sure Gary's in the lineup when the Yankees do take the Twins on this year? Yep, he will be. But do you know what? We got. We'll talk about that later on. But we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to let you know where we're going to be mm-hmm. this weekend, and we're going to give a. We're going to go over the top stories out of both the Yankees and the Mets, in our opinion. Yeah, it'll be fun. Back after this. And we're back to downtown sports. I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone, along with my co-host, the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente. We got to get into the Mets and the Yankees, the top story of the week for those two teams. You want to stay tuned for that. But Beast, where can they see us? Yes. Tomorrow will be a very special event. Catalyst Wrestling. Tremendous work that they do. Tomorrow they're going to be hosting an event called Fear and Loathing, which will be None other than at 350 Moffett Street, Brooklyn. Please be down there. Event will start at 5 o'clock this af- in the afternoon, I believe it will be. Doors open at 4. First bell is at 5. So you want to get there, and uh, there might be selling tickets at the door still. If you haven't gotten your tickets, go to the door. Hopefully it isn't sold out, but get there at 4 o'clock. Now, there's going to be a, well, little change to the car. There was a... Uh, the final of the best of five match. I think we all were talking about this one between Devontes and uh, Mukowski. Yeah, Weapon X versus Devontes. But thanks to those uh, morons over in the Hudson County Horror Show, Murkowski has a knee injury. Thanks to these uh, colorful cartoon characters that Devontes runs around with. But um, we're going to go there. And we're going to watch our boy Devontes hopefully go and win that freestyle championship because the final for our five series was supposed to be that freestyle title match. But you know what? That got ruined. And now Devontes has to go out there and deliver. So we as good sponsors are going to go there and watch. And uh, by the way, we're also going to meet the NWA light heavyweight champion Homicide. He's going to be there defending his title. 
You've got a lot of matches. The card is stacked. We we don't have time to go through all of this. You just need to be there. Um, go to 350 Moppet Street, Brooklyn. It's uh, in Bushwick, not far. Get there and see the best of professional wrestling. That's it. 100%. 100%. All right. So looking forward to that great event tomorrow. But now we got to continue. Continue with our baseball. We're going to dive into our local teams, Mets and the Yanks, who are both off to very impressive starts right now. Both are 2-0 and to begin the year, and both are playing very solid baseball at the early going. Mets, And at this time, the Mets are starting to move towards 3-0. and Yeah. Bassett pitching yeah. a shutout. Pete Alonzo just now with a grand slam. Mets are up 4 nothing in the early going against the Nationals. The other night, of course, was, uh, well, four Mets got thrown at yesterday. For what reason, uh-huh. I don't know. Because uh, uh, the Nationals were sour. Well, Showalter was also, he was bringing up little things here, and I think he made some sense. He made some comments about the uh, baseball grip and all that. And, you know, if, if, if hitters can use pine tar to grip the bat better, uh, why are pitchers not getting a, a degree of that? bit of respect you know what i mean we talked about spider attack being a problem right uh having pine tar on the when you grip the baseball that that's suddenly a, that was a problem for pitchers but it's not for hitters buck Schulter does bring up a good point i mean there's a difference between throwing a baseball and then um a, a bat flying at a fan that's going to club the fan in the head but um i don't know i think these are issues for another day i think that's why they invented batting gloves yeah well, I mean, you can put glo- can, are we going to invent the pitching glove for the pitcher? Uh, no. That That's the only other concession I would give. Let's start the clock. Let's bring up the biggest story of the week, in my opinion, in our opinion, for the New York Mets. Ready? All right. I think it's the emergence of Tyler McGill. Now, I know it's only one start, mm-hmm. but... Uh, before the season started last week, when I spoke to uh, Pete Hoffman and when we spoke about the Mets, I spoke about Tyler McGill. And I said that that kid is a good kid. He's got a damn good slider, throws 96 miles an hour, 95, 96 he tops out at. And if he pitches up to his potential, he could be a pretty much a number three. Well, um, let's scratch that assessment because uh, his delivery changed. Mm-hmm. And now he's gunning it at a hundred plus, and he was doing that over even in the fifth inning before he got taken out. Mm-hmm. So he, Tyler McGill, emerged with that performance, showing that he could have that velocity and still control his fastball. And by the way, that one of the biggest concerns with McGill is uh, can he throw strikes? Uh, he threw a lot of strikes oh, on opening day. He did. To me, that is the biggest thing to come out of the Mets. I mean, Bassett pitching well, we knew that. Um, Scherzer, we knew, was going to do his job. McGill was one of the guys we were wondering about. We were, yeah. we were, we had concerns. Yeah. We had concerns about Tyler McGill. Carrasco can do the same thing and not get hurt. That's an even bigger asset. If he can deliver just as the other three are, then the Mets are going to be in very good shape. And this is without DeGrom. This is no DeGrom. So Peterson needs to keep up his end, but it doesn't really matter because if the other four pitch like this, 
then maybe we could even have Peterson go three or four innings and bullpen the rest of the way. Maybe that's what we could do as the Mets. But to me, and then Buck Showalter uh, immediately, you, you, you see the difference in the effort level. You see the difference in the pace of play. You see how crisp they are when they're going for the baseball. No wasted motion. And Buck Show, you could tell the difference. This isn't a team that's lounging around. Cano looked like the old Cano. Cano was fielding like the old Cano from the Yanks, at least the other night when I saw him fielding the ground all the way he used to. Yeah. It's a good sign. What happens when you have an actual manager managing your team? By the way, anybody who thinks, oh, Buck Showalter, ah, finally, the old school manager, no analytics. No, 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 no. Buck uses analytics. He was one of the first to use analytics. You see how different it is? You didn't lose that. But you see how different it is when you have you see how now how the old school managers are kind of slowly beginning to return to the game a little bit here. You have Dusty Baker in Houston. You now have Showalter with the Mets. You have Larusa with the White Sox. Notice all three of those guys. We're pretty much analytics based, except for Baker. Baker less so. But Larusa and um, Showalter. Yeah, they adapted with the times. They took analytics on. They used it. That's why they're still working. Yeah. Now, I'll be very curious to see how the Mets will tackle the first month of their schedule. I want to see how the Mets will tackle the first month. Because, you know, again, this is the Mets have a solid team, but it's always been that one month that could screw them. Yeah, usually it's, it's always June. happened. Yeah. Usually it's June. Yeah. Well, June the Mets have, I think, the Mets. The Mets, uh, the Mets, I think, should have a pretty winnable April if they play the way they're playing right now. Okay, they're going to play. You know, they're going to play the Phillies next. That will be very interesting. They're going to go to Philly for that, and then they're going to play the West at home for their opening day week. I'd like to see where the Mets will be come opening day at City Field. Let's move on to the Yankees. We got to yeah. get the biggest story of the week for them, and I think mm. that's. Uh... Yeah. I think that's simple. It doesn't Aaron matter Judge. how well the Yankees do. Um, Aaron Judge. Judge, beast, it's your team. Go ahead. Yeah. So the Yankees recently offered Judge, and I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, a, a contract that he couldn't refuse, $213.5 with another 17 thrown in there for a total of $230 million. He couldn't refuse it? Well, he, he did. Yeah. Normally, that's an offer I think a player of his caliber would not refuse. But he refused. He wants so to he, get paid like Lindor. Well, that's what he wants. There's always a dangerous game to that for me. There, there, there's always a dangerous game to me when you do that. When you bet on yourself and you think you're you think you're more than what the money that you're being offered is worth, right? And then you end up like Michael Conforto having the worst year of your career being hurt and then not. And then still unsigned. And I'm sorry to bring up Cano again, but look what happened when Cano was offered a great deal of money by the Yanks. And then he decided, I'm not taking that. And he went to the Mariners and then eventually to the Mets. And then, of course, came the 80-game suspension and so on and so forth. And look at what happened. But Cano was less of a risk. Aaron Judge, to me, is a gigantic risk. He wants eight years hurt. north of three hundred million dollars. And how many times has he been how, hurt? And he's played like one full season, like actual full season. Yeah, 
He really? had a wrist. He had a wrist broken. Really? He had. Uh, he's had arm injuries here and there. He's had quad injuries, little bits of that hamstrings. So he's been basically hurt all around his body. Freak injuries constantly. Uh, if it's not like if the right don't get you, then the left one will. That's exactly how Aaron Judge's uh, injury history has been. If oh. the right hip don't get you, then the knee flexor will, or the uh, the broken wrist. Next, he's going to end up with turf toe or some nonsense. Okay, I just pulled up. I pulled up Judge's numbers uh, since 2016 right here in front of me, right? Okay. Only last year, another than that, 2017, that's when Judge even played close to 162 games. Every other year was, oh, I don't know, played about 112 games in, in 2018. Yeah. 102 and 19. And obviously we don't count the COVID season where he played 28 games. I mean, what's there to say? So only 2017. But he missed half the COVID season. Yeah. But only 2017 where he played 155. And 2021 where he played 148. That's the only time Judge has played close to a full season. Close. And And he wants $300 million? Because you know that's the number he's going for. If he turned down $230 million, then, then, then you know the number he really You tell wants. me how many outfielders get paid $300-plus million. Other than Trout, how many outfielders get paid $300-plus million and think they're worth that? But, tell me. I don't know. Yeah. Because they're... You know, I can understand that for infielders. I can understand that for people like Lindor. I can understand that for people like Tatis Jr. I mean, if Ken Griffey Jr. were playing today, he deserved that. Like... Those are the type of players that deserve that kind of money. Not that Aaron Judge can't perform like a $300 million player. Unfortunately, look, it's like when you work at a job, right? You could be the best person that does that job, but you're out half the time because of whatever reason or another, and it's not your fault. But for whatever reason or another, you're out of work. Your production is amazing, so they keep you on. But when it comes time to negotiate that raise or that promotion and they don't offer you what you think you deserve for the work that you do, maybe you got to take a look and see, have you been there enough to earn that, to earn that raise, to earn that, uh, you know, promotion, to earn that contract? Aaron Judge has played two full seasons. Roughly two full seasons, if you count it. So that's it. That's it. A player that wants, if you want to bet on yourself, that's fine. Look, I'm not hating on Judge for doing so. I just don't think he's going to get what he thinks, unless he has a full season this year with great numbers like he did in 2015. Here's the key now. Judge is 30 now. Judge is 30 this year. And this is normally about the age where you're at your peak and then the numbers start to decline. Now, Judge, to be fair, is going to play. He's not going to be one of those players like others, like those divas of the league that are going to say, "Well, give me three hundred million dollars, or, or I, I, I'm not going to play. I'm, I'm going to sit on my, I'm going to sit on my ass. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to get my money, or I'm not going to, or I'm not going to play." He's not one of those players. And yet, the media's turned on him. The fans have turned on him. Not something you'd hear 
Jerem Judge, he's, you know, he's a guy that goes out there. He's he gives back to the community. He's well respected amongst the his Mets. team. And, Meet the Mets. Head to the park and greet the Mets. Well, I cannot. Well, then yet again, we already had the Mets and Yanks make a trade across across town already. Yanks got Miguel Castro for uh, Joely Rodriguez. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. I mean, here's the thing. If Aaron Judge comes to the Mets if and the Yankees don't sign him, that, I think, would be the final death nail in the Yankees supremacy over New York. Baseball. Oh, that's going to be it. I think that's going to be it for Brian Cashman. If he's gone, Brian Cashman, uh, let how many pieces go this year? He let how many pre potential. Well, he's not under contract. Go? So at the end of this year, in fact, not signing judge might've just cost him his job before the season even started. That is time. And it's time to end this episode of Downtown Sports. I want to thank our producer, Girl Friday. I want to thank our researcher, Tony Mainville, for coming up with a top 10 list that makes sense. I want to thank MLB.com for providing that piece of garbage that I had to compare our top 10 list to. And reminder, fear and loathing, Sunday, April 10th. 4 p.m. The doors open. Come meet me and the Beast of the East. We will be there. It's going to be a fun time. Beast, where could they hear us? And listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Bullhorn, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher episodes rants dmb specials every week we are downtown sports we are where sports come home want to thank chris delarge our statistician want to thank our researcher tony mainville for our top tens and mlb today our producer girl friday tanya williams and of course the people we are doing this for our friends catalyst wrestling Right now, for the mouth of the South, John Schiavone, I am the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente, saying goodbye. We're out. Thanks for listening.